All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we're doing something a little bit, something different. Uh, you mentioned it being heard in our full episode. If you haven't heard it yet, please, the link is below for you to check it out. But uh, AEW is doing something so beautiful, something well-deserved. The man is honorable for all of his attribute, hard work throughout his 30 years wrestling, break or non-break, but the man still had put in work for the business that he loved, the sport that he has put his heart, soul, blood, and sweat into the uh, our, you know, for our entertainment. I'm talking about uh, celebrating Jericho 30 years. So AEW is be doing it um, this upcoming um, Wednesday of as a celebration, but we decided to do it a little bit early so we could tell you guys what we thought was our special moment. And we're not going to do all 30 plus. We're just probably going to do maybe 10. Yeah. And I I think our picks are kind of varied from like the different eras and different Jericho modes that he had throughout the the years. Yes, sir. So uh, let's start off. From the beginning, as you guys know, Chris Jericho did started with the WCW and when he came to the state. And from there on, WCW was bought off from WWF. And uh, I think Lucito is going to take over with this particular moment. Yeah, so one, I think one of the best moments that Chris Jericho had, um, it was a match between, I think, 1997 um, Eddie Guerrero against Chris Jericho for the Cruiserweight Champion. I think Chris Jericho was the, the current, the incumbent champion, but that match was probably one of the best things. And it's good to see Chris Jericho transitioning throughout the years, but this match was very technical. And it was, I think it was probably one of the best matches that he had, especially going against Eddie. They always had a few in WCW, and it was, I think it was great. One of those who like wrestling and um, the, the, the skill and the art of wrestling, it's these two show us what true rest especially for the cruiserweight they both were kind of like the the anchor for that division uh well said my friend well said another match as well um i think it's worth mentioning too and i think you also have it too is the countdown yeah when he returned um 1999 um he his first debut of two wwf countdown while while the rock was doing a promo which was great because the rock was kind of like the big star at wwf and him interrupting one interrupting the rock and the promo was great and it just hit that started kind of like the momentum of him wwf and transitioning over to him winning other things we'll get into later on too yes yes uh one of my favorable moments um in history occurred in december 9th 2001 uh basically uh the man that we are honoring and celebrating uh did want something it was um it was history in the making okay so basically jericho in a separate match was able to win the world championship from the rock and the WWE Championship from Stone Cold Steve Austin to unify the title and him being the first ever undisputed era champ. Like that is something that when we say undisputed, you, you got to think of Chris Jericho. You got to put him right there on the top of your list because the man did it all. The man was able to go at it um, 
nights after nights, putting his body under the line. Uh, y- Y2J would, mm-hmm. it's, it's, oh my God, he is, during the Attitude Era, was such a freaking beast, guys. You you gotta watch those recap videos. Those are so mem- memorable. And ones. now we're just talking, you know, that like 10 little things throughout history, but like, Every, I feel like anything he says, he touch, he turns into gold. Gold. And it's just crazy that he's able to work with anybody we've seen that we mentioned the cruiserweights. Then he transitioned to other things he's won. Like um, Jay said that basically double champ. He probably one of the first double champ, the undisputed. Then he was one other thing, other championship as well. But it's just like him being able to transition to different positions and also transition to different divisions throughout the years and becoming kind of one of the biggest stars of for the past 30 years, which is kind of crazy. And also following that 2001 series, I uh, believe it was May 24th, him, Chris Ben Wong, rest his soul, the Dudleys, Hardy, and Ed and Christian had a fatal four-way uh, tables, ladder, chairs match to figure out who was going to be the one facing uh, the, the two-man power team, which is Triple H and Stoke Hall, Steve Austin. And if you guys revisit that match or watch it on YouTube or wherever you can find it, you'll see how high energy, how well coordinated, how well Chris Jericho was able to deliver working with all, like, except for one, of course, because, you know, conspiracy and, you know, controversy, sorry, controversy. Uh, They're all Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. That's the crazy part. They're all Hall of Famer. And I, I definitely believe this was one of the matches that kind of cemented his uh, his career in the WWE Hall of Fame. Let's see what else. Um, I have a couple. Um, I was at another moment that you know him able to. He's kind of like a chameleon. He's able to make anything important and special. I have um, a moment him unveiling the list. I know he has different, <laughs> he has, he's, he's become, you know, he was a lion tamer, Y2J, um, every, everything all together. But I feel like the list, it's kind of like, it's just crazy. If you think about it, just the whole premise of you are on the list, like that's basically like the job of a bouncer. And he made that list into gold. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the brain and the, just the thought I'll be like, all right, I'm taking this list and putting everybody into it and like just making it into a gimmick and it's just it made it work. And the, I think he had it for a couple of years and it's just been great. And even he brought it back in one of his intros when he went back to AEW, they show you the evolution of him until the last what we have currently. But the list, it's a, it's a great moment, especially him uh, putting people that he doesn't like on the list. It was amazing. An amazing moment, too. And uh, also, the list also continue on as well. Uh, we saw it early in the 2000. We also see it in, uh, um, what you're going to call it, uh, in during the golden era where John Cena was, was you know, starting to be the face of the company. Mm-hmm. But then you also see it during, like, after uh, with the new generation with, with Ken, uh, Kevin Owens and, and Dean, <laughs> Dean Ambrose. And that. it was like, that list thing, it was it was magic. It was pure comedy. It was brilliant. And I'm glad he was able to bring that to our life because like little kids come at you be like, you just made the list. I'm like, Oh snap. You, you did your homework. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know about wrestling. Uh, I want to go to uh, 
people be like, oh, yeah, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho finally meeting up in the AEW, la, la, la. No, 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 no. They go way back to uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, mm-hmm. guys. Chris Jericho was exactly 46 years old. I mean, this is him already did what he had to do with WWF, WWE, excuse me, after uh, one of my other favorite events I'm about to mention. But he was able to pull the promo of being the best wrestler ever to Kenny Omega in his dojo, basically, and calling himself the Alpha. And it was the first and one and only Alpha versus Omega match in Kingdom 12 for the IWJP United States Championship, which it was a killer. That, that, yo, that viewership, high numbers, guys. You guys gotta watch it to embrace and enjoy what Chris Jericho was at that age, 46 years old. And I like that he was able to, he made it all over the world. He traveled everywhere. He's done, he basically done it all. But I like that he basically trained in Mexico, did some stuff in Mexico, went to mainstream. He also trained in Canada. So he's mm-hmm. been all over the world and he's able to like evolve his character and persona throughout the ages. And him transitioning to New Japan, which he's done before, but especially now that you have like the guy, Kenny Omega, kind of being like your like that's your like it's like king kong going against godzilla like those two are like <laughs> the best of the best be- but like of the world then when we got to see him at a little later age like i mentioned at 46 he evolved to something different we didn't see the you know the list or we didn't see the scarf we saw a new type of chris jericho different look different attire and it's just like their feud between the two was great and it's continued all the way to aw but we haven't seen it that much at the moment Mm-mm. but i feel like they're holding that piece because they 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 created magic between the two it, it was it was just a great experience and the crazy part of two is that before he said his final goodbye to wwe right he did one of the best segment i think one of the best segment was working with kevin owens you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Uh, they did uh, a thing called uh, the uh, uh, the Friendship Festival back in 2017. <laughs> and the way how everything worked out, you know what I'm saying, is like they first didn't like each other, but then they slowly build this bond and, you know, Kevin Owen rocking a, 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 a scarf, uh, Chris and, 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 and uh, Kevin Owens uh, working together while Kevin Owens was the uh, universal champion, you know what I'm saying, as well. And then also pushing uh, Chris Jericho for the United States champion as well. Common enemy was Dean, um, Dean Ambrose. But the comedy, the promos, the, the the love that you got from it, it was so good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See two Canadian uh, uh, brethren just like killing it and selling tickets. You know, they I think it was one of the top attraction back in 2017. But of course, when you make friendship with a man named Kevin Owens, you definitely got to keep True. your eyes open at all times. And Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho had some great matches not the best matches but some great matches that i felt like it was well uh delivered and i feel like i 
I don't know. Per, for me as a viewer, especially for Kevin Owens, I don't know what his opinion was up when he had that feud or those moments with Kevin Jericho. But I feel like that's the best moments that I, for my opinion, of especially Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, that they both had fun with it. And I feel like we got to see, especially Kevin Owens, like see a different side of Kevin Owens rather than just like the athletic side and stuff. We got to see like him being funny and more kind of like character of like development of himself. And I feel like that helped them throughout that time because it was so like overcrowded with people that him being with Chris Jericho has helped, like helped them move on amongst the company during that time in WWE. And it was a great time too, because we actually needed someone like uh, Jericho to be able to sell tickets, to be able to be mm-hmm. the, uh, try to help these generation during a really tough time because after it was like the shield breakup, Kurt Angle returning, there was so much element going on. Um, SmackDown being the land of opportunity. Uh, I'm glad that Jericho was tried to do whatever he can to be like the, um, the, the leader, you know yeah. what I'm saying, for the group. And it, it, it kind of worked out at the end. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's sad how it ended. But, you know, after that, we got Kingdom 12. And from Kingdom 12, we got freaking AEW, yeah. and which is an, um, another amazing moment because I think this is one of your seconds. Yeah, and I feel like the um, talking about um, AEW, he, he was basically the ambassador for this company. He was like, it was just crazy. The power that he has is... He spoke to, I don't know those who know the story or not, but he spoke to Vince. He was like, um, do you, um, is it, is it cool that I leave and start another company? And Vince was like, yeah, you, you're good. Like he had the blessing from Vince to do his own thing. Normally Vince is like, no, I don't want a competition or whatever. So Chris Jericho did his own thing. He also did the cruise thing, which is crazy. But like one of the best moments, I think overall, when he won the AW championship being the first of the company and yes. the oldest. Of that company. There's all other people that have been older that's won heavyweight championship, but for AW, he's the oldest and the first champion. I think what? The age of 49, 50 Yeah, for, yeah 48, 49, yeah. Which is crazy. But it was a great match, and I, I it was it was great. It was probably, that's what I feel like what set, like set AW to stand out from that point on. Because I feel that's the, the first pay-per-view, and I feel like it, it, it wasn't an all-out, wasn't it? Well, Double or Nothing is the first pay-per-view. And then yeah. in that one, it was uh, Kenny versus Hangman to know who was going to be the number one contendership yeah. to face Chris mm-hmm. at All Out. So, yeah. But it he was, has to do what – it's just like him – anybody he, he goes against, he, he aids. And I feel oh. that that title ring that he had, it just helped. And him being the champion, it created opportunity for other people, which he allowed to create his own group, which – it's one of your choices. Which, yeah, uh, the inner circle. I mean, like, Chris Jericho, again, uh, he did the Y2AJ. He he partnered with AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Kevin Owen, uh, The Rock. He worked with Kurt Angle. He worked with so many talents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that it's, I think, one of his most solid group, besides, you know, his rock band, it's the inner circle. The inner circle so far has been a stable that it has gave us so many different elements, especially during the quarantine with the uh, the bubbly bunch. Yeah, that's uh, hilarious. I thought it was funny. You weren't a big fan at the beginning, but I, I'm hoping. It, but it, it's still, 
it, it's, it's still part of the um, his history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you got to understand too is that that's where he was able to also uh, work. He selected certain individuals. Seeing me being the youngest, the power, uh, proud and powerful, being mm-hmm. a solid tag team, but also try to utilize them to be able to be more known, more recognized, which they have. Because I, I don't think without Chris Jericho, we would have gotten that um, uh, parking lot match with best friend. True. Honestly, in my honest opinion, with, without Jericho, I don't think that match would ever would have happened without them getting them involved with the inner circle. Working with Jake Hager, I think that's kind of good because Jake Hager is is dull and Curtis give him more flavor now, being his tag team partner. And then um, it, 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 it really worked out great. And because of the inner circle, we got the first ever stadium stampede match between inner circle versus the elite with, uh, with Matt Hardy, yeah. which was, I mean, like, and say what you first, want. I think that was the first cinematic match they had. It was it was great. In a stadium. Yeah. That's the crazy part. They were in the stadium, and they killed it. They killed it the best they could. I mean, like, again, without Chris Jericho being an influence with these ideas, I, 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 AEW would have been whack. I'm glad so, he, he, he decided to go with a, uh, AEW. And also, talking about him being an influencer and kind of, like, developing people, I feel like we have to... No, I feel like and in a good note, but in a funny kind of note, I feel like his basically this whole thing with him, Chris Jericho and the Orange Cassidy drama and promo and everything. Great. He was able to take somebody that didn't talk. He just nobody cared to make him into superstar that he is now. And like him, the debate was great. It was very um, topical because it was something that we're currently going through the debate and presidential stuff, which was great. And him bringing Eric Bischoff to the show, which was amazing because all the promo of like, oh, we're going to have a, a moderator. Nobody knew. And Eric Bischoff, I don't know, which was great. And mm-hmm. uh, I think for me, it was like it was a funny match. It was just like it gave a highlight to the pay-per-view. But I feel like the Mimosa Madness, another Chris Jericho creation that he was able to like take the feud that they had together from the Bubbly Bunch and Orange Cassidy making it into a match that I don't think it's gonna be replicated again. I hope not. Hell no. But I feel it's, like it's that, hard to do that. But I feel like the match between that 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 two was great and it was good storytelling and he was able from this like promo and drama they have between the two to create a new superstar for the company and he's keeps continuing doing that with other stars currently. And all we gotta say, man, is hey Jericho, you deserve this even more. Uh, I think we also mentioned you're the first one to ever have like a match overseas mm-hmm. in a boat. Like that's I think he had the fire. first match against a female and lose for the I think the uh, Intercontinental against China. China, wrestler soul. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like he he made a big a fuss over hot coffee with I think it was Kane or yeah it was, it was Kane or or Undertaker was a big guy. It was like dude. What didn't you do? I think he was also, um, I think he was one of the selection, and I could be wrong, for that big feed of four-way when it was like uh, Lily, uh, Lily McMahon picked The Rock, uh, freaking um, Shane picked uh, Big Show, Stephanie had, uh, no, that was not it. I was thinking about a different yeah. moment. I, I was thinking about something else. I'm like, yo, 
But he, I feel like th- imagine thirty years. I know he he was in the first uh, Fatal Six Way Hell in Cell match, and I think wasn't he in the first um, Money in the Bank? He was. He helped create the Money in the Bank. Like he just had his hand all over the industry. Like I feel like even non wrestler fans and stuff, they know he's probably. I guarantee you, he's probably one of the five people that people know. That are non wrestlers, like everybody knows The Rock, Triple H, you know, like mainstream. But I feel no, like everybody, wasn't. everybody knows Chris Jericho, and it's just like he's just been in pop culture and he's been part of the wrestling community for like thirty, which is crazy. Thirty years, that's that's crazy. What we gotta take away from Chris Jericho is like from the long hair, short hair, like long hair again, uh, bright suit. Uh, scarf list, the list, any uh, painted face like when he went to New Japan. Like, oh my god, that was a good one. Uh, for um, Kingdom 12, mm. um, he a fedora. I mean, like, whatever he, he touched, you know, champagne, the bubbly. I mean, like, it's gold. And yo, Chris, all you gotta say, man, is thank you, man. Thank you for being such a great individual, a great spirit, and always giving, uh, a helping hand uh, to those who never asked for it and those who did ask for it. And you, it seems like you always do it with so much love. And, you know, for that, you definitely got our respect mm-hmm. for sure. Imagine he's been doing it as long that we've been alive. Yes. That's I, crazy. I just turned, turn, I just there, turned 31. 31. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, he's been doing it as long as we've been alive. That is crazy. It's crazy. But that's a, that's a good, and I feel like we don't see no we don't see no other athlete or performer with this longevity anymore. Mm-hmm. So and he, all right. So let me rephrase that. We haven't seen nobody of this longevity that's able to evolve with the times and the era of throughout the ages. Because think about it, he started eighties, so he went from a cruiserweight, long hair, Mexican style, like lucha libre, all the way to intercontinental. More promo, slow it down. Now heavyweight, under he was the first undisputed double champion, going from then to the main event, then taking little weird gimmicks that Vince gave him, like the the list and all the things, the scar yeah. and stuff. Then transition over to New Japan, which is a different style. So he revamped his whole thing. In the meantime, he's also performing with his band, and now he's creating a new alternative company with other wrestlers aw becoming the spearhead and kind of like the, the head of the company then now he's developing new people and in a circle like he's done it all i don't know what else we're gonna see and also him marketing like the list less x god the the demo god like anything that he says it's just My like TJ, it's everything. crazy like it's it's amazing i'm just curious what they're gonna we give you a little taste of what he's done like what that we could remember and kind of like in a short little time, the t- like the top kind of memorable thing. But AW, I, I just imagine what they're gonna give us, which is gonna be interesting. I think next next Wednesday. Honestly, it's not gonna be much of the WWF stuff because I don't think they got the copyright for it. True, but, but I don't know um, if it belongs to him or maybe I don't know. I mean that that definitely is a good question. It's but all footage I, about him, it, and he hasn't changed his name. So let's, let's find out. Let's find out. But I think with what you said is a good note to end 
Uh, so, guys, leave your comment below. Let us know what you thought. And we'll share your favorite moments as well, as well from the full show as well. Leave your comments as well below and tell us what was your favorite match and what was your worst favorite match. Remember, we're the Providence Suchu Talk. If you found us accidentally, we want to say, hey, thank you. And also follow us. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow us on the Instagram, the Twitter, as well as the Facebook page. Uh, you know, we'll definitely continue to do this for you guys. For those who like the audio content, you know, it's found on both Apple Podcasts as well in Spotify. So, with that being said, I am your boy, Jay Aguilar. Yes, Lucito. And we said buenas noches. See you. Good night. Peace.